trying to get organised here. <laughs> I'll ask Haley, I'm terrible at organisation. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's everyone doing this morning? Good? Good? Yeah, excellent. Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Luke, um, and uh, you know, we, we've been, uh, my wife, me, I have a wonderful wife. Uh, we've just been married for 11 years, and uh, that was just last week. Uh, Haley, she's an incredible woman. Um, and uh, I have two boys, Josiah and Ethan. They're out of the kids' program at the moment. Thank you, Lord. Um, and uh, they are incredible boys. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just so blessed. I have such a wonderful family. My mum and dad are sitting in here this morning as well. Um, so, yeah, God has just blessed us with a wonderful family. And uh, we've been coming to this church for just over 12 months now. And uh, it, it's just an incredible, incredible place to be a part of. And, uh, you know, our God is an awesome God. And I, I'm so excited, um, you know, uh, with the new vision that Pastor Gary's just uh, presented. I, I wasn't, we weren't, we weren't here when, on the Vision Sunday, but we listened to it um, by podcast. And it's just an incredible vision that that God has placed um, upon our leaders as a church. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone just to get behind it. You know, um, God is doing an amazing thing here in the Adelaide Hills. And, uh, you know, it's just going to, I'm excited just to see, uh, just to see an increase in the kingdom of God here in the Adelaide Hills. So um, this morning I want to uh, talk about, uh, who remembers when Pastor Steve McCracken was here, Prophet Steve McCracken? Um, he, he delivered an incredible word. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was um, when he shared out of Mark 11 at, at how Jesus said, Is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? And uh, when he said that, something just leapt up inside of me because for me, um, you know, uh, it's really easy for me uh, to, um, for, uh, to be a worshipper. Like music is one of my main giftings, and uh, I find it really easy to worship. But when it comes to prayer, I find it really hard sometimes to pray. And uh, God is calling us as a church, as believers, to be a people of prayer, to be a people of prayer this morning. Colossians 4 verse 2 in the New Living Translation says, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. You know, prayer is a vital part of our walk with God. And if we want to grow in our spiritual walk, we need to be a people who pray. We need to be a people who pray. You know, um, I just want to have a look at uh, Matthew chapter 6. Um, as I was reading, you know, um, I, I was looking up different points and stuff, and uh, I was led to Matthew chapter 6. And uh, in, in, in verse 5 of chapter 6, Jesus talks about praying in the secret place. You know, not to, not to be uh, like the, the religious leaders and stuff and just express yourself in front of everybody for everyone to see. He, 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 shares about, um, he shares about going into your room and praying. And, and what, what the Lord sees in the secret place, he will reward you openly for. So um, Jesus is, actually talks about when we pray, to pray in the secret place. And we're going to read um, uh, from uh, verse 7 of chapter 6 in Matthew and uh, it's a great passage of Scripture. We, we, we're all very familiar with it. Um, it says, when, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have, uh, the things you have need of before you ask him. In this matter, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your, 
hallowed be your name. So you're acknowledging the Father. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. You know, this, if you don't know what to pray, this is the model to pray. You know, um, it's, we, we've got to acknowledge that God is there. You know, we've got to acknowledge our Father who is in heaven. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. It's all about letting his will be done when we pray. So, first of all, uh, when we talk about prayer, I want to share about the benefits. The benefits of having a personal prayer life. And then we're going to touch on having a corporate prayer life as well um, as we get further and further into it. And uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the first benefit of when you pray is that you will experience God's peace. You will experience God's peace. Who knows that um, there are a lot of things in life that can get us worried. Yeah? There are a lot of worries in life. But as this scripture has just said, we need to give them over to God by praying. You, can actually, you, know, you know the funny thing about God is you can actually share with him what's on your mind. Even though we, like, I've, I've often been guilty of this where I'm like, well, God already knows what's on my mind, so why do I have to actually share it with him? But I don't know about you, but my word, my Bible says to share with God what's on your mind. Share your heart with God. Because as you begin to share, it opens up a door. As you begin to share, it opens up a door to God. In Luke uh, 11, verses 9 to 13, as you read in that, it says, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. You know, I want to share a testimony about what's happened in my life. Um, a, few, a few months ago, um, at work, um, I was wearing a pair of steel cap boots, and uh, they were they were on their last legs. There was holes in them everywhere. My feet were poking out of them, and the soles was like worn right through. And uh, you know, and it was a pretty crazy time because I had bills coming in, and uh, you know, we, we we me and Haley were just sort of getting used to the new lifestyle um, with both of us working, and you know, added costs and all that sort of stuff of living. And so we've had we had quite a few bills and stuff. And I was saying to Haley, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna pay for these steel cap boots I, I need them it's a thing that I use every day at work you know if I don't wear them to work I get in trouble and all that sort of thing and, and I'm like well how the heck am I going to pay for this and so as I was driving home because I drive a half an hour I work in Murray Bridge so I drive a half an hour there and back every day and as I was driving home I just felt on my heart to pray and uh, I was just praying I was just saying Lord you, you know you know our, you know the issues that, that's going on at home you know you know my finance is better than what I do. Lord, help me to be able to pay for a pair of steel cap boots. And my human nature was thinking that there's going to be money, that someone's just going to give me a bit of money and go, here, here's your steel caps. You know, 
and then I could go and buy these nice steel caps and all that. But as a matter of fact, God, worked, God answered my prayer, but not in the way that I thought. So what happened was, is I was work, at work one day, one of the guys at work, which was very surprising because he's a non-believer, he came up to me and said, I'm looking at your boots and it looks like you need a new pair of boots. And I went, yeah, I do. He goes, as a matter of fact, I bought a pair and they're too small for me. Um, what size are you? And I said, well, I'm a size nine. He goes, well, as a matter of fact, I've got a pair of size nines. Um, have a, try them on and, 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 uh, and if you... If you um, you know, if they fit, you can keep them. Like, and I'm like, oh. And as soon as I put them on, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, thank you, Lord. And they're so comfortable. It's incredible. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it is the, the, the blessing of God. Something so small like a pair of steel cap boots. God answered my prayer. He knew. See, in 1 John 5.14, he says, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. So the Lord, you know, um, I've been trying to explain to my kids, like, because my kids have been asking me about prayer. And Josiah says, Josiah asked me one day, he goes, how does prayer work? And, and he goes, does God give you what you ask for? And I said, yeah, um, he doesn't always give you what you ask for because he gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. And, uh, and I said, he goes, oh, what do you mean? And I said, well, if I wanted to have a BMW um, and I prayed to God for a BMW, God will say, well, why do you need that? Because you've got a perfectly good car sitting in the driveway that, that you can still drive. So I said to Josiah, God's, God's not going to give me a BMW or God's not going to give me a Mercedes or, or a flash sports car because I don't need it. And so he was like, oh, okay. Uh, but, so God, if, if we're praying according to his will, he will give you what you need. He answers prayer. God is, you know, and, and so I didn't have to worry about those steel cap boots anymore because there was a, I was at peace. I gave it to God and I was at peace. I knew, the God, I knew that God was going to provide. I knew that God was going to provide. You know, my second point about having an individual prayer life is prayer helps you to make godly decisions, godly life decisions. We're going to have a look at Luke chapter 6 because... I'm having a look at Jesus' life this morning because Jesus was a man, Jesus was a person who prayed. No matter what he did, he prayed to the Father. And I think as followers of Jesus, we need to be a people that pray. You know, if Jesus could find the time to do it, I think we can too. And so let's have a look in verse 12 of chapter 6. It says, Now it came to pass in those days that... He went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named Apostle, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, is it? Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. Now, Jesus, um, before he chose his 12 apostles, he prayed. He spent all night by himself praying. And I don't know, you, you could be in business today and you could, have, uh, you could be making a major decision in, uh, in your business of deals and all that sort of stuff. You could be seeking a job today. You could be, um, you know, 
at the point where you're up, where you're make where you've got to make a major life decision, I want to encourage you to pray. Take the time out to pray, because Jesus took the time out to pray before he made the decision on who the twelve were going to be. You know, he didn't just go, "Oh, these these guys look all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have them," um, or you know, uh, he 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 went and asked the Father. And I think sometimes we as Christians, we need to ask God, Lord, do you want me to take this job? Lord, do you want me to, to, to make this decision? Lord, do you want me to purchase this house? Lord, do you want me to... We need to seek God in everything that we do. When it helps you make godly choices. You know, Jesus often encouraged his disciples to, to, to pray. Jesus, um, I, I love... I love um, looking at Jesus' life because he, he, had a, he had a tremendous ministry in the three years that he ministered. And, but the bits that really speak to me the most are the times where he often withdraws and prays, where he gets away from all the crowd that's following him and he goes and he prays to seek the Father's will. And I think we, we need to do that this morning. You know, We need to be a people who pray. God is calling us to be a people of prayer. God is calling us to be people of prayer. You know, another benefit of having an individual prayer life is that when we pray, God gives us the strength to face the challenges ahead. He gives us the strength to give us to face the challenges ahead. And again, I want to have a look at I want to have a look at Jesus. And in Luke chapter 22, we're going to look at verse 39. This is when he's praying in the garden. Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 44. It says, Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And when he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. But yours be done. Then the angel, then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he rose up from prayer, he came to his disciples and he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. You know, Jesus knew what he was about to face on the cross. You know, and as we just read, when he was praying, when he was crying out to the Father, an angel appeared and gave him strength and and strengthened him. The angel came down from heaven and gave him strength. You know, we need to we need to be a people of prayer. I also love the fact that even though he was in such agony. Jesus prayed even harder. It says that he prayed even harder. How easy is it for us, you know, when we don't feel like it? I'm, I'm just as guilty of it as everybody else. When we don't feel like it, we go, oh, it's all right. God knows. I'm not going to worry about it. But sometimes God wants us to pray harder. Pray harder. You know, um, he will give you strength when you need strength. In Psalm 27, 
in the New King James, verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It's encouraging us to pray. Encouraging us to pray. It is important when we're waiting on the Lord, when we're praying, to give him the chance to speak. You know, it doesn't mean, when we pray, it doesn't mean having a one-way conversation with God. You know, have you ever had a conversation with someone where you're talking to them and they're just talking and talking and talking and you're just standing there trying to get a word in? It is so annoying. It is so annoying. And uh, have you ever encountered anyone like that? Yeah, sometimes that's what I think God thinks of us, you know, when we're just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and going, Lord, I want this, I want that, give me that, give me, 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 all this sort of stuff. Or, and the Lord's saying, let me speak. Let me say something to you. I, I want to give you the answers, but you're not letting me. We need to wait on the Lord sometimes. We need to wait on the Lord. Because it's when we wait on the Lord, that's when he gives us strength. You know, and he can answer your prayer. He can answer your prayer. God is wanting us to be a people of prayer, to have an individual prayer life. It is very important to have an individual prayer life where you have the time to withdraw and pray. Do you have a place where you can go and it's just you and God? Do you have a place where you can go where it's just you and God? I want to challenge you this morning. If you don't, I want to challenge you this morning to find a place where you can just not worry about anything that's going on around you and just focus on God and just pray. Because when we pray, he will give you peace when you, when you need peace. He will give you strength and he will give you the answers when you need to make a decision. He will give you the answers when you need to make important decisions in your life. The answers are in his word. But sometimes we need to pray to get the answers out of his word. You know, there have been times in my life where I've read the, I'm reading the Bible, but there's, I'm just not getting anything. And it's just like, it just looks like word on, words on a page. Sometimes it could be just a little prayer like, Lord, show me what you want to say to me today. And, and nine times out of ten, I'll be reading something and it just automatically leaps out of the page. It's an answer to prayer. Because God wants to speak to you through his word. God wants to answer your prayers, but you've got to give him the chance to, to, to um, speak to you as well. Prayer is not a one-way conversation. Prayer is not a one-way conversation. All right, so that's individual prayer. I want to have a look at corporate prayer now because it's very, very important that we, we, we as a church become a people of prayer. Together, there is power in corporate prayer. There is, there is a power. There is power in prayer when we pray together. When believers get together and pray together, there is an awesome power. I want to have a look at James, the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13. And those people in the worship team are probably familiar with this scripture because I've shared this with them before. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and it says, it says, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. 
Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human just as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. That's supernatural in itself. That's incredible. When, when he, and then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. You know, as we read here, pray for people who are suffering hardships. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're suffering with sickness this morning, call the leaders of the church, call the elders of the church to pray over you. You know, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And if we have a body of believers who pray in faith, there'll be healing in this place. It also, as we read further in the scripture, it says to confess your sins to one another, being accountable. You know, if someone is struggling with a particular sin or bad habit, we need to pray over them. Pray over them that they can overcome that. Pray over them. Give them that the Lord will give them strength to be able to withstand that temptation, to be able to withstand that, that thing that's coming against them, that's causing them to stumble and fall. We need to pray for these people. I love what it says in, in, in chapter 16 of, that, of James verse 5 in the Amplified. It says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Dynamic in its working. It is true the heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. You know, we are all righteous in God's eyes. You know, those of you who believe this morning, we are all made righteous in God's eyes. And we as believers need to gather together and pray in faith to be able to tap into that tremendous power that's available to us. That tremendous power. You know, we all know what happens in Acts, in Acts chapter 1 when they're all in the upper room praying together. You know, they all met, they were all constantly meeting together, united in prayer, in one accord, as some versions say. You know, and, and as we read in, in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit began to fall on them, and they were all baptized, and they begin to speak in other tongues, and then they begin to share, uh, Peter begins to share his sermon over what's going on around them to the, to the non-believers, and then thousands were added to the church that day. You know, that all started with the upper room prayer meeting. That all started with them praying together. That power was unlocked when they started praying together. And you know, we, we as a church need to pray together. We need to be a people of corporate prayer. We need to pray together so that we can tap into the power and unleash the Holy Spirit upon Mount Barker and the Adelaide Hills. You know, I believe that God is, is, is pour, wanting to pour out His Spirit over the people here in, in the Adelaide Hills, all over all over the Adelaide Hills region. But we need to pray together. We need to be a people of prayer. We need to constantly be united in prayer, praying for people to be saved, praying for the lost to be found, praying for people who are struggling with addictions to overcome them, to find Jesus and to make him Lord of their life. And I believe that as we begin to pray together, corporately, as a body of believers, we're going to be able to see the power of the Holy Spirit come upon this place and, and we are never going to be the same. This place is never going to be the same. But it starts with us. It starts with us making a decision. Making a decision to pray together. To pray together. There is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. You know, in Acts verse 4, 
in Acts chapter 4, as we continue to read about the early church, there was a time where the church was growing and, and, and Peter and John were ordered not to preach the gospel. Peter and John were actually ordered not to, not to preach the gospel. They, they were presented before the, the leaders of the time and, and they, were, they, were, you know, they, were, they, they couldn't believe how bold they were in, in the way that they presented themselves and, and, and all that. So they, they said, if we, if we um, you know, tell them not to preach the name of Jesus, it's going to stop them. It's going to stop them. And so they, they were released and uh, they, you know, the leaders thought, yep, we've got them. You know, they, can't pre- they can't preach the gospel. But what, what, what happens is they went back to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and the elders had said to them. And it's incredible in uh, what happens in, in Acts 4. In, in verse 24, it says, So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. And they just began to pray. They all started to pray together. You know, they had all this persecution coming. They were told not to preach the gospel. But yet their first reaction was, okay, we need to pray. We, we need to pray together. And, you know, they're, 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 the enemy wants us not to reach our community. But we as believers need to have that same faith that the early church had. And no matter what, we need to pray together. We need to pray. That should be our first reaction. Okay, this is coming against us. What do we do? Let's pray. Let's get together and pray. You know, we need to be, God is calling us to be a people of prayer. And I'm going to read from verse 29. And this is what they prayed for. It says, Now, Lord, look on, look on their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They spoke the word of God with boldness. They prayed for boldness and you know what? God gave them boldness. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they had boldness to, to spread the gospel and as you continue to read, the church continued to grow. Despite the opposition, the church continued to grow because they were a people of prayer. God is calling us to be people of prayer. When we pray together, when we pray together, it releases the power. It releases the power of the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. God is calling his believers. God is calling his church. To pray. You know, I, I want to share something this morning. Um, we, as a worship team, we we've uh, just uh, started to pray together uh, corporately before the services, and uh, it was something that that we felt on our heart that we wanted to do for a long time. But because of, like I was going to say something, but it just happened that we. One, one, one morning we just said, oh, um, 
I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but I think someone wasn't feeling that well on the team, and we said, okay, we're going to go out in one of these side wings, and we're going to pray for you. And from then, it just began to build. And you know what? That, that first Sunday morning, as we began to pray together as a team, something happened. Something happened that morning. God started to move in the worship that morning. And it was through the corporate prayer, us as a team praying together, it began to release the power of the Holy Spirit to do his work. You know, it's, it's so easy to do things in our own strength. It's so easy to do things. It's so easy to do church in our own strength. But we need to draw on his strength. And the only way to draw on God's strength is through prayer. It's through prayer. And you know, we've seen some incredible things on our worship team since we started praying together. You know, I myself, there have been times where when I'm leading off, felt so flat. And I'm like, oh, I just can't be bothered. I'm just so worn out. I'm flat. But then as soon as we've began praying together, oh, it's like a great energy just comes. It's like a great... God gave me the energy to do what, what I needed to do. And he can do the same for you. He can do the same for you. We can pray together. As we pray together corporately as a church, when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling weary, even when you don't feel like it, if there's prayer meetings on, come along to them. Come along to them because it's through prayer that God's power is unleashed. God's power is unleashed. You know, Acts 12, as we continue to look at Acts, I, I love reading through the book of Acts and just seeing how, how the early church banded together and prayed together and just seeing the amazing work that, that's happened. And uh, there are a lot of things that we can learn from, from the book of Acts. Um, it still applies to us today and uh, as much as what it applied to them back then. But, um, you know, P Peter was in prison at this time. And uh, we're going to read from verse 5 of chapter 12. And it says, because Herod was spreading violence to the church. And it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So the, the church was constantly praying for him. And when Herod heard about... The, Heard was, uh, when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping, in, were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on, on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly! And his chains fell off his hands. And, you know, and as we go on and we... Read, it says, Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to them, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him. And he did not know what, he, he did not know what was done by the, angel, by, the angel, uh, but by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. So he thought he was dreaming. When they, when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them, of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod, from all the expectation of the Jewish people. You know, 
It was through that prayer that the church was praying for Peter that he, that, that he was freed from prison. He was freed from prison through the church's prayer. It was through constant prayer, constant prayer, that the angel came and freed Peter from prison. What is that, you know, what is that thing that is holding you? What is that prison that is holding you this morning? Do you know someone that is in a, in a prison? Not, 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 a, not a physical prison like a jail, but a, like a prison that's something that's holding them back. Do you know anyone that's in, in that situation this morning? I want to encourage you to get around other believers and begin to pray for that person. Because like, it, like I just read, it was through the church praying together, together, that Peter was released from prison. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Just hold on two secs. Just need to have a... I'm getting excited now. God is calling us to be a people of prayer. You know, who wants to see miracles in this place? Who wants to see miracles in this place? I know I do. I know Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane do. You know, we want to reach our community. But you know what? We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God to help us do that. You know, and God has called us to go out into the community. But we also need to pray before we go out. Because we need to have that power. We need to have God's power on us to do you know, there, there are times where, you, you know, I've, I've spoken to someone in my life and, and then afterwards I'm like, where did that come from? Where did, where, did, where did the words that I just say come from? That didn't come from me. That had to have come from God. But it's only through having that prayer, that culture of prayer, that you're able to do that. That culture of prayer and, and building your life on his word that we can actually begin to reflect God in our community. Reflect our Lord in our community. You know, when we pray, miracles begin to happen. Miracles begin to happen. It is incredible. It is incredible what God can do when when we choose as a body of believers to pray. And you know what? There's such power in prayer. Prayer brings healing. Prayer brings deliverance. Prayer even brings salvation. You know, it's through a simple prayer that you can come to know the Lord this morning. If you don't know the Lord in this place this morning, I want to encourage you. You can have a relationship with Him this morning. You can have a relationship with Him this morning through praying a simple prayer, through saying, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in you that you died and you rose again. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I'm yours. I'm yours. I give my heart over to you. Just through a simple prayer like that, you can inherit eternal life. There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. I really want to encourage you this morning to become a people of prayer. To become people of prayer. I I just want everyone to close their eyes. Bow their heads this morning. I want to call the worship team up.
You know, I believe God's not finished with us yet. You know, he's calling us to pray. And I just want everyone with their heads bowed and their eyes closed. I just want to, I just want to um, ask whether there's anyone in this place with no one looking around. If there's anyone in this place that doesn't know him this morning, does not know the Lord this morning, but wants to encounter God this morning, who wants to have a relationship with God this morning, no one's looking around. I just want to ask you to raise your hand. To raise your hand. If you want to, if you want to have a relationship with God this morning. With no one looking around. Just raise your hand this morning. We'll pray for you. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. And I just want to, while every head's bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this place and you're struggling to, with your prayer life, you're struggling to find the time as such to pray, but you want to you want to be a person you want to become a person of prayer i want you just to raise your hand in this place yeah there's hands going going up we're going to pray a prayer for you this morning we're going to pray a prayer for you this morning lord i just want to pray for these people right now lord these people lord that have raised their hands who want to find the time to pray Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you just give them the answer that they need. Lord, help them, Lord, to be able to um, manage their time, Lord, where they can find that time where they can pray and just give everything over to you, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you just help these people to, to just make it a lifestyle, to make it a habit, Lord. To have that allocated time, Lord, where they pray. Lord, show them, reveal to them the things that they need to do so that they can make time to pray, Lord. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer, says the Lord. A house of prayer. We are a people of prayer this morning. We want to declare that right now. That we as a church are people of prayer. And right now, Lord, we want to just pray together, Lord, for our region, Lord. For, for the Adelaide Hills region, Lord. We pray for each and every church in this region, for each and every believer. Come on, people, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. We pray for people in this place, Lord. We pray for the people who don't know you in this region, Lord. That, Lord, they can have an encounter with you right now, mighty God. 
Mighty God, we pray for each and every church in this place, Lord. That, Lord, that they can, they can uh, 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 reach out to their people, Lord, in the community, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we can begin to see people's lives change in this community. I pray, Lord, for the Adelaide Hills region, Lord. That, Lord, as we begin to rise up in prayer this morning, Lord. That, Lord, that your power will be released upon us, Lord. That we can begin to see miracles happen in this place, Lord. That we can begin to see miracles happen in this place, mighty God. Lord, we want to be a people, Lord, that changes the world. We want to be a people, Lord, that, that, that Lord, that, that is turning the world upside down, Lord. That, Lord, we can begin to see people saved, Lord, on a weekly basis, Lord, on a daily basis, Lord. We can begin to see addictions broken off right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, this morning, Lord, we declare, Lord, that we are a house of prayer. And right now, Lord, we want to just lift you up. In this place, Lord, Lord, give us the boldness, Lord, to share your word. Give us the boldness to speak out to those people who do not know you, Lord. Give us the opportunity, Lord, to be able to share your word in this community, Lord, so that we can see people's lives changed, so we can begin to see people saved, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in prayer. Who believes it this morning? Who believes it this morning? We are a people of prayer. We are a church of prayers this morning. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, worship team.